dial up, dial up, dial up, dial up, dudes. Oh! Welcome to the dial up, dudes. We are on season one, episode 12, and this is the last episode of this season. Mm. Bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is the podcast for the uh, Thundercats generation. I'm joined by my favourite two sidekicks, Panthro and Lara. Oh. Guess who's who? <laughs> <laughs> it's Robert Bish and Mr. David Springer. Rob, how are you doing, mate? I'm, I'm very good, thanks very much. I'm very happy to be here talking madness with you, two lovely friends. And David? You, you know what? I am very good. I'm very excited. End of season finale. Uh, looking forward to a bit of a sing-along later on. Um, yeah, let's go. Well, yeah, sing-along indeed. So we've got a, a, a packed agenda as always, but our game this week is a is a cracker, although we don't actually know how it's going to go yet. Rapper, depending on who sings. <laughs> <laughs> but look, this week we are covering... Um, Generations. We're talking generations. So in the papers this week, there was uh, an article in the Telegraph. There was an article about uh, the generation that we kind of identified with when we kicked off this podcast, which uh, we referred to as the Daniels generation, but we were being referred to as geriatric millennials. So we'll be covering <laughs> the differences between the, the generations. We'll then go on to favourite misheard song lyrics, which is a nice little teaser to, to line us up for our game, uh, before going on to talk about the things that make you feel like a grumpy old git i've not even had to make notes for that section me neither (laughs) (laughs) i've been a miserable i've been miserable git my whole life (laughs) and then wrapping up the show you may recall at the end of the last episode i did ask the the chaps uh to prepare some lyrics uh alternative lyrics for billy joel's we didn't start the fire now after the show i gave the guys their topics and just a little teaser I gave them topics that were in both their wheelhouses. So Rob, being a big fan of horror movies, had the subject of Nightmare on Elm Street, so the full franchise to uh, to pick lyrics from. And Dave had the TV series Quantum Leap. How are you feeling about it, boys? Oh, See, boy. you know what? We literally will be wrapping up the season. <laughs> wrapping? I'm up. expecting, I'm, like, I'm not gonna lie, I... choir. Mate, I've got Dex and Amanda in the background ready to be my backing singers. <laughs> I found it actually quite hard of it. I'm not going to lie. I just because it, it's such a such a kind of it's kind of such a in depth song. I was like, oh no. Well, if you can look behind me, I've got my guitar, so <laughs> I'm going to smash it at the end. I thought you'd come back from busking, David. I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, the wow, expectations are set and they're very high. So uh, how, how high is high? Down. Uh, as high as you in the weekend in your twenties. <laughs> as me as oh god i don't know what you mean okay look let's I kick can. off our first subject when we're talking about generations so i did a bit of uh, research into um the main well not I, I didn't go past millennials if i'm honest because those kind of people aren't going to listen to this podcast but i went through the the sort of main groups of, of generations that we're aware of so First of all, everyone's probably aware, baby boomers born between 1946 and 1964. They are the post-war generation. So when society was kind of rebuilding after the Second World War, men had returned from the battlefield. A lot of babies were born. A lot of of industry also (laughs) kicked off. A lot of businesses were set up. There's a lot of rebuilding, which meant by the time these people reached their teens and 20s, there was a lot of work. And People who are of our generation are probably familiar with their parents saying, oh, I remember I could leave a job on a Friday and have a new one by a Monday. Uh, and that's the kind of backdrop of uh, this generation. They're cheap housing and they're pretty much used to getting what they want. After that, you get the generation X, which I thought we were until a couple of years ago. So apparently it's 1965 to 1980. They're also called the baby bust because unlike the baby boomers, there's actually a lot less people born into this generation. They're also referred to as the latchkey kids because a lot of mothers uh, were at work. So they kind of raised themselves a little bit. Unfortunately for them, a lot of their work and their finances going into supporting the baby boomers, which has left them a little bit embittered. Um, more likely to get on the housing ladder than uh, millennials, but still it costs them quite a bit more than uh, the boomers. And then finally, on to the millennials, 1981 to 1996. Now, this generation is less likely to get married and they're less likely to believe in religion and they're a bit more socially conscious. Um, 
also they're quite embittered by previous generations because it's very hard for that generation to get on the ladder. So boys, before we get into kind of where we're at, are you, re- you, you recognizing these traits across these three groups of people? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> where did you identify before? Like we started talking about this podcast and where we sat, where, where did you see yourselves? Like Dave, what, what did you think we were? Uh, I've told myself at the, the very, very beginnings of the millennial era, um, just because, you know, when you, when you speak about how, you know, things are a lot harder to buy houses and property and, you know, things, the price, the cost of living is a lot higher than it was back in the day. And like you mentioned before, like a lot of my parents' generation and also my wife's parents' generation, there's also a few years difference, but um, they were talking about, oh, yeah, I mean, like, I could buy a house in five, you know, five years worth of pay. You know what I mean? Who could not buy a house, you know, save in five years? Or, you know, you can walk out of a job on a Friday and come back in, you know, to a new job on the Monday. It, it just, that just seems like a, a an impossible dream or a life that I never knew, you know? And, yeah. and I can feel the frustrations and especially when, when you've been, and I think it's probably, this is a generational thing which happens for every generation throughout time. You always have like the, the older generation bemoaning about the younger generation and how they're up no good, how they layabouts and stuff like that. But then you think, you know what, you guys are the guys who built the foundations below us, which we're you know, living on the moment. And yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll think I'll, you know, I'll class myself more as a millennial if I had to put myself somewhere. But because you know, again, I'm, I'm feeling the pain. I'm not, I don't think I'm. I'm definitely not a boomer. I definitely <laughs> a baby boomer. Although sometimes I do feel like in in my attitude sometimes. But so Dave, you, you mentioned um, uh, mortgages there. So when so Rob, when do you? How old are you going to be when yours is paid off? I'm guessing it's not in five years' time. I'll be dead. <laughs> I'll be. I, I, I took what twenty five years. I think it is uh, a long and, time, mate. And this is why people don't get married as well. You know, like I think people have like. I don't think people can afford to. I, I think they're just refusing to fall into the whole trap of like, the trappings of marriage. Like, we can't, you know, you can't afford a house. What, what, what? All these, all these expenses. People just want to survive, really. Yeah, what's uh, the benefit think, behind it all? You can use that money for a wedding, to, for deposit for a house, or deposit for rent. Or even if you go and rent somewhere nowadays, it costs like a two months' rent sometimes to go and stay somewhere. And two so months' rent is nearly two grand. Someplace. This is why I always identified as as a as a Gen Xer for me because I I felt like we were just you know most of us are married and yeah we, we do have mortgages <laughs> and we're on that I think we're on that cusp where. If you got in early enough, you could you could get a place. But if you left it a little bit too late, it became a struggle. So I ended up getting a place through shared ownership because I left yeah, it a yeah. little bit too late. But then yeah. I've been able to build on that. Um, but I think there's a lot of people who are even that's a struggle. Like my my sister, for instance, she's not you know she's eight years younger than me, and she even struggles to get on the the shared ownership thing because as a single woman and her salary is just not enough. No, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, you know, in um, in Japan, they've got hundred year mortgages. So mortgages you can pass down to your kids. It's that, it's that difficult. awful, isn't it? But if, if you think about it, yeah, I haven't got a very expensive house. My house is, what, 250 or something like that? Not because uh, it's all just much cheaper where I live. I'm telling you everything, come burger me now. And, um, <laughs> and um, you know, and, uh, you know, on my money and my wife's money, um, we still kind of struggle every month. We honestly do. And we shouldn't be on the money we're earning. No way. I'm not saying we're on mega money, but we're not on pins. You know, we're not minimum wage. We're but we're much above minimum wage, but still we struggle. Have you ever thought so about doing like a couple's only fans? Yeah, <laughs> just, just my just just my wife feeding me food. <laughs> it's slow motion. <laughs> it's Do you know what? There'll be an audience for it. There will absolutely. Be. So, Rob, I might, what, what I might just start us. What did you see us as? Um, Generation X or millennial for you? Who me? Yeah. Well, I was born in 1980, so what does that categorise me as? T- technically, it makes you Generation X. Do you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I think I did kind of think of myself as that a bit, first of all. But if I'm honest, it, it all really confuses me. When I read, even when I, like, you set the link stuff over and I read all over it, I was like, I'm, I'm a bit of everything. <laughs> well, this is, this is where the Xenial thing comes in and why, why I, when I kind of read it, I was like, yeah, I do identify as that because it's the bit in the middle. It's the micro-generation spilling over between Gen X and... Um, and millennials and some of them some people call it like the star wars generation because it's like from when the first and the last of the original star wars came out so oh, yeah. it's on 83 
uh oh yeah well yeah so this says up to 85 but still yeah, it depends on how you mark it like anything i guess like all of these things they're subject to movement but the the, the thing i've read here is that it's a mixture of Generation X and Millennials. So it's kind of a blend over. So you've got the post-grunge cynicism of Generation <laughs> X tinted with the millennial optimism. So there's like a bit of a balance there. And as we said before, right, we had an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. And some people say that we are like the youngest digital immigrants because we had to learn it, but we learned mm -hmm. it as very young people. And I love this um, description of the AOL adolescence, which oh, is yeah. absolutely... <laughs> Yeah, I just I, everyone had AOL. That's how you got on the internet for it the was first time. Awful, wasn't it? <laughs> we had like a dial-up dude. They skip a free CD away all the time, didn't they? Remember, the streets were paved yes. with AOL CDs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I used got to remember it. people were throwing them like frisbees in people's eyeball heads. <laughs> like Hellraiser. Yeah, like Hellraiser. Yeah, absolutely. But it, no, kind of, it kind of sounds like we didn't fit in anywhere. Really, it's like they've just made something up for us. You know what? We, because like, no, I think you're right because. No, while I said, you know, I, I had to, if I had to put someone somewhere, I'd be like, no, the very begins of millennial. I don't, but when I actually look at people and they refer to millennials, I see people a lot younger than myself, but feel their struggles. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. We got the best of both bad worlds, haven't we, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're burning think, the candle at both ends. <laughs> I do think we're very unique, though, in, in that way that we, we are that generation who, who grew up as computers came onto the scene. Like it's a very interesting time because the generation before us had to learn it all as adults. You know how hard things are to learn as an adult. But we, we got to learn it when we when our brains were at the most um, you know, primed for learning as it became a thing. Yeah, we should have grown with it, really, shouldn't we? If if we could have all like afforded a computer at the time, in like every household had one and grew up with them, we'd have all probably grown up with how technology grew itself, and we probably would have been like the well, you people, managers of all companies and that stuff because of it. If people kind of took advantage of that, I suppose. But I think the other side of it as well, knowing the the, the sort of pre-technology um, world also has a benefit because yeah, definitely. Know, we, we, we grew up with that inno that youth innocence of like, you know, you just went out and hung out with people with this, the proper social interaction rather than the social media interaction. Yeah, and it, it's weird because I think this stage right, right now in society... It's huge. Like, you know, when you look back hundreds of years, people still like gathered as a community, they got together, and it wasn't all this um, you know, engagement across the you know, countries, cities, um, across the world, really. And you had to see each other in person to engage and have a relationship. And now it's just everything's so instant and globalization. It is a truly global well, world. No, gra now. no, no, no graph tools, is it, Dave? You just have to work between for friendships and work for people's <laughs> love. And now it just instantly comes to you with a five pound tip online. But love love well, is an interesting right. topic, though, isn't it? Exactly. What were you saying there, Dave? Swipe right. I mean, you know, before your kind of love life was limited to the places where you would physically travel, but now you could find the ideal Bed person mattress. who lives on the other side of the world. And you, like, you know, we know people, right, who have met people online from other countries. Yeah. and have got together and that never would have happened before i know it's, it's crazy isn't it you think about it well, what i think's gonna happen is when, when my wife sadly passes i'm gonna make some sort of scammer from like nigeria or <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 fall in, I fall in love with them for their lovely lovely stories Just i'll save you some money <laughs> exactly. i need to pay off my credit card <laughs> i want to come over to see you dave <laughs> oh, i'm sending my bank details yeah so how, how much do you think generation the generation blur has got to do with um, education versus career. Cause I think the reason, part of the reason I identified with Gen X so much is cause I started work so young. So I feel like I was doing sort of the adult stuff earlier than perhaps some of you guys were when you were in higher education and things like that. I didn't go higher education. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Dave, you went to uni, didn't you? I, I did. I did. That um, was, was a toss about time, wasn't it, Dave? You know what? I absolutely loved university. Was it worth it? Obviously, it got me to where I am now. So, no. But <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you think, though, back, back when we were younger, it was a little bit easier to get in a, with a company and work your way up without a oh, qualification? Oh, definitely. And I think my, my issue was is that like I didn't have any direction. I didn't know what yeah, I wanted to here. do. And it, it, it's hard. You know, life is hard. I and mean, you're trying to find your way in the world and what you actually enjoy and what you get pleasure in. And, you know, 
I, I wish I had that that sort of direction. Obviously, that's where it's led me now. But um, I think if you had the focus and you knew what you wanted to do and wanted to achieve, whether it was like you know you want to earn as much money as possible, regardless of what you want to do, or you know you want to do this perfect job which you find appealing, at least you know you, you're working towards something. But um, like you said, Rob, I think it for me it was easy because you know although I went to university, I still you know started working. You know before then, I was you know I was at a law firm. Uh, with Brett, uh, you were there, Rob. Um, yeah, I was there, yeah. You know, we've, we've done numerous jobs together, like on building sites. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> we done so many crazy jobs, Dave, didn't we? We yeah. were watching the, we we living the boom of dreams. Sleeping a job on Friday. And jo- this, this, is, this, on is, this is a stupid mean day, <laughs> So we're, we're at work and we're in break and then we're doing stocks and Dave just looks at me and goes, I did eat that pe- all that pepper. I went, all right. And I just tipped him in my mouth, started choking in front of everyone at work. <laughs> Oh, you wouldn't get you wouldn't get away with that nowadays. No, you wouldn't, would you? Brass no up by the Gen Zers for not taking yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, seriously, yeah, Maria, first this first written warning. When it's not the Gens, it's like the uh, spy cams all around you. Sounds like they yeah. sound like bad guys from Star Wars, aren't they? Zens and what, what it is. It is very trendy. Gen, Gen Z. Yeah. They, also, Gen Z are called Zoomers. That's their <laughs> name. Oh dear God! <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I work I work in you know. Um, I was about to, say, about to say education, but I don't work in education. I work in um, publishing. Um, what do I work Me- in? I medicine. I'm having a breakdown. Local government. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I work for the government. I work for you know people getting jobs and like that. And it's definitely harder for younger people to go straight into work a company with no qualifications and work their way up. Sure. You say what? that. You say that though. But I've. I mean, I work in banking, and I think banking has started to realise that a degree nothing nowadays like a degree uh, yeah people with degrees are 10 a penny so what they really need is people who are willing to have take entry-level jobs and work their way up no no they they, they have entry-level jobs now with people on apprenticeships so you don't need to have a you know know, they've got graduate schemes so they bring in all these grads and these grads are like well i've done five years or four years of university therefore i should just be able to walk into a job whereas these are the actual the people like well I, i didn't go to university but i'm willing to graft yeah, and I think yeah. it's good that the companies are recognising that again because that, there's That's a whole generation of people who are left behind just because they couldn't go to higher education. You know what? I, I, you're right, and it kind of reminds me of this uh, story I read like a few months ago about a guy. He's like, he was, he was, he's looking at a, a only like a job um, application he saw, and it was just like, right. So we need this many years of you know um, this programming. I don't know what program it was, but like eight years of this programming skill, uh, all this malarkey, and the guy was like. You know what? I actually designed this program. It's only been around for five years. You know, so it's like it's just imagine it's like the sort of things that some companies they experience they expect from people. Wording uh, as well. The money you get back. Uh, for me, I don't know if you obviously I don't know how long you guys have been in your jobs for, but when you go to do like you go to look for a job and you 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 know you look for a, a job pack, sometimes the wording. For job, you just think, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. You know, and, and then and then you kind of talk to someone about it and you go, Oh right, it's just that. It's nothing. Yeah, it's all gump. Yeah. It is, yeah. And and that and uh, when I talk to a lot of young people, they're just like they just can't handle it. They look at them, they're like, oh no. They see the first paragraph, they're like, I don't want it, I don't even care. I think, <laughs> I think every job I've applied for has required uh, um a degree and I don't have one and you know, it's not stopped me. So I think that stuff's just you know. Bullshit. Never asked. So, no, I just say I, don't, I, don't, I never. I don't pretend like I've got one. I just oh, send okay. my CV in, and as is, and they're like, yeah. But but they see what you know, what you've done for yourself, and how you've worked and earned just you know, earn your stripes. And she think, made them eight I, I years, think... but five years service. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know it. It, it, it is important. Like, experience pays. You no know, counts for a lot, and it's easy to go. You know put all these wants and needs and stuff like that. But again, like you said, Jim, like people want to work hard for it and they show the passion and their commitment and the, the drive, then I don't think people should be denied because they haven't got a, a piece of paper or not thousands of pounds in debt. You yeah, know? Absolutely, yeah, man. absolutely. I would always choose someone like Jim over someone else sometimes, depending. Oh, oh, thanks, mate. I'd choose you too. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Po- You're my Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what's my what's my Pokemon power, Jim? What have you had to give me one? I haven't, mate. I don't know anything about Pokemon. It'd be, be fine. <laughs> it, it possibly will be. It might be rapping. We'll find out later. Level thirteen, um, farting. Uh, Dave, don't you said about uh, globalization, it blurring the borders. 
of generations. I think it's absolutely right. Because I worked with this um, young lady a couple of years ago and she was 10 years younger than me, but she was from Bulgaria and her childhood and her like, um, you know, growing up and stuff sounded exactly like mine because it was like the same kind of TV shows, the same level of sort of exposure to technology, but it just happened a bit later. But now <laughs> the world's becoming globalised, you're not going to get that anymore because every every country is going to be as up to speed technology wise as the other one. You'd hope so, so it's, wouldn't you? It's really levelling things out. Yeah, I think we just need to focus now on know, all these um, third world countries to give them access to all these... Um, opportunities i reckon, I reckon internet so food. it'll be even harder for me to get a job later on in the future <laughs> so sorry we've got wi-fi here <laughs> before we, we move on any last words on the generation that we are mr bish oh i don't know really cheer up <laughs> <laughs> so your advice for zennials or yeah. geriatric millennials is to cheer up i love the word geriatric <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant for me. That's good for me. When I become a dad in my late thirties, when I went um, to think they called me a geriatric dad, I was, I was like, I started laughing. I was like, all right. <laughs> I imagine myself walking in with the zimmer frame, the tennis balls at the end. Dave, any words of advice for the the generations coming up now? Yeah, I would say stay to your purpose. Don't be sidetracked by the laws of big houses, women, fast cars be focused find a pa- find a passion and work towards it don't let anything you know distract you from what you want to achieve in life and then once you've got it then let the other things come into place and i would say make sure that you deselect all of the privacy cookie settings when you go onto websites uh delete delete your password history delete your password cookies. history don't send nudes on the internet and uh, be careful. Pension, 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 oh, that, pension, that, pension, that, pension, 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 your girlfriend. Does she love me? Oh, worships you. What's she eating? Rolo, my favourite. It's my last one. Oh. But you can have it anyway. <laughs> Do you love anyone enough to give them your last Rolo? Soft, creamy toffee in a milk chocolate cup. Quick, draw a bunch of flowers. And welcome back. Now, back in the day when you used to learn the lyrics to your favourite songs by reading them in the album cover, every now and then you get a little bit frustrated because some artists would decide that they're not going to tell you what they're singing, um, which led to much amusement when you'd hear someone trying to you know, bang out a tune at karaoke only to get the ro- words completely wrong. <laughs> so, gentlemen, I asked you to uh, come back with a list of your favourite misheard lyrics. So, Dave, I'm going to go over to you first. What ones have you got to show? What's your favourite one of, of the ones you found? My favourite one, which I actually, I, I, I had um, sung it incorrectly for years. And I, I kind, of, kind of forgot about it a while ago. But when I was looking it up, it was like, yes, this is the one. So, know the R.E.M. song, um, Signed Wider Sleeps Tonight? Yes. And it goes... Come in Jamaica now. Come in Jamaica yeah. now. <laughs> Obviously, it's not, it doesn't say call me Jamaica now. It says, call me when you try to wake her. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, did you say come in Jamaica now? Yeah. Call me come Jamaica. in Jamaica now. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? This- and did you used to sing that along when you were listening to that song? I, I did. Yeah, I did. With passion. <laughs> With absolute Love passion. It. And also, um, Man in the Mirror. Um, it's why you watch Nintendo. That's why you watch <laughs> Nintendo? <Yeah. laughs> Rob, what have you got for us? Do you know what? Mine, mine too. One of them is I, I actually recently found out it's a, a common thing for everyone. Do you know the um, Daft Punk song Get Lucky? Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely for ages thought it was like Legend of the Penis <laughs> for ages. What, what bit? Legend of the Phoenix. Yeah, but I thought it was penis for years. <laughs> and I was like, why are they talking about the penis for? And so I checked, I, checked, I actually got to bought the record on vinyl I did, and I was like, oh, right, it's not. 
<laughs> and then I looked at it not. Another today. I was just like, all oh, right, this is a common thing. And do you remember the song? Reach out and um what's touch it called? somebody. No, reach out and touch me. What was who was that again? Oh, uh, you mean Depeche Mode? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So I was I was in the club once and when I first ever heard it when I was younger, that song come on and someone ran past me and he went and when it went reach out and the bloke went bum me. So for ages I thought it meant bum me. <laughs> for absolutely ages. So for me, that's like that one's kind of stuck in like office talk. You know, you always talk about reaching out to someone, and you talk about touching base. In my head, I always hear reach out and touch base. <laughs> reach out and touch base. Um, my, my favorite one of all time is uh, Madonna. Uh, La, La is la bonita when she sings. Last night I dreamt of San Pedro, but it sounds like she says. Last night I dreamt of some bagels, and it really <laughs> sounds like she says she dreamt of some bagels. My other favorite one is Do you remember Shakespeare's sister? They didn't have quite, they didn't have a lot of stay, didn't they? Yeah, they had stay, and they also had um, Your History. Your yeah, History, yes, there you go. Your, history. Your history, like a worn out shoe. So she says, worn out <laughs> shoe, right? But I always heard it as a walnut shoe. <laughs> like a walnut shoe. So I just imagined her in clogs. But like every time, <laughs> why is she wearing clogs? Uh, you got she's, any more? She's, she's from the Netherlands. That's why. Oh yeah, of um, Queen song. We will rock you. When and I know again, this is one I actually thought it was actually legit. It was kicking your cat all over the place. But it's kicking. <laughs> And <laughs> kicking your cat, I, I, I never especially kicking your cat over the pavement. And obviously, people kick cats in Illinois, don't they? Well, apparently, I, I don't, you know, I think it's cruel, um, hitting animals, but yeah, I thought that was, um, when, when I you know I, I actually believed, and also when I saw her face, da, 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 no, I'm gonna leave her. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, my <laughs> sister thought that you know, um, uh, sexy thing by Hot Chocolate. Yeah, she thought it was I believe in Milkos. <laughs> uh, there's some kind and of hot sweet chocolate well. Milkos. Yeah, I believe in Milkos. <laughs> Where are you from? You sexy <laughs> thing. Little. Do, do you remember? Do you remember Sir Mix a lot? Yeah. Yes, of course. I um I used to think it was I like big butts and a can of lime for years. <laughs> <laughs> I like big. Butts and a can of lime. Mm-hmm. Oh, a citrus, oh, citrus lime. intake is so lime. <laughs> Not going to get scurvy from those buns. <laughs> um. <laughs> what else you got, Dave? I have uh, ABC. We've got ABC. It's mm-hmm. easy as one, two, three. Goes, all you got to do is pee after me, ABC. <laughs> pee after me. <laughs> I can see these are going very, very much in one direction. These lyrics. <laughs> are really quite awesome. I just, I just can't get it coming Jamaica now <laughs> in my head. My favourite misheard one. Like, I mean, it's not one I misheard. That I, I was told years ago by an older person, and I found it again. When I was looking for the subjects online. Is um, you know, the purple haze line, Jimi Hendrix, when he says, yeah. excuse, "Excuse me, while I kiss this, kiss the sky." It sounds like he says, kiss excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very progressive. I like it. it do, you know, progressive. do you know what? I actually looked this one, one of uh, some of the lyrics up online, right? And for people misheard lyrics. And do you know what one of the top ones was? It was the Tony, 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 Tony Dance Mate or John. Oh, yeah. yeah Only Danza. Only Danza. Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Which I just will never get out of my head anymore. I okay. love that. What I'm going to ask you is like, obviously we've got songs which you know we've, we've misheard the lyrics uh, unintentionally. What about songs you actually know the lyrics for, but change them for the sake of just oh, mate, your own rhythmic, comedy? Rhythmic sweet dreams. Because everyone says sweet dreams are made of cheese. So it's sweet dreams <laughs> are made of cheese, gorgonzola and some brie. <laughs> my, my brother used to sing like um, that song Dreams by Gabrielle. Oh, oh yeah. And he's saying, baby, like, I've had a few. He goes, he goes, James can come do smoking, drugs, and sniffing glue. And my mum always <laughs> tell him off all the time. <laughs> smoking, <laughs> drugs, and sniffing glue. You know you got to have them. You know you got to be. Is it strong? So, yes. Sure. <laughs> you want that glue to be very strong. Very strong. But, but one, I, one I, um, 
sung, and this is, this is about going back to my old, old, old girlfriend, was uh, I put it to write by Kaiser Chiefs. And for some reason, it was like, I got Tourette's. I've got Tourette's. <laughs> and you're like, this is how fuck. <laughs> oh, I can't actually, I'm not even going to say the one that us guys used to sing in Hollywoods about, um, about Arctic monkeys on the playground. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not, yeah. Okay. I mean, you kind of said it, but no, let's not, let's not expand on that one. Oh, no, what about, um, what about, what about um, was it Boy Sets Fire, the Angry Baker song? That was a good one. I thought, rise, rise. You remember that song? <laughs> <Angry> <laughs> <Baker>. <laughs> and literally, some of the people would run past and go, it's the Angry Baker song. And then the song would just go, rise, rise. That's reminded me. Do you remember, um, sorry for the listeners, because this is a, like a private joke, not a joke, but it was a, an event that we were at. We were at a stag do in, um, in Sofia. And we went into this metal club and they were playing, I can't remember all the songs they were playing, but some of us decided to try and turn them all into cooking songs. And Walk came on by Pantera. And then me and Mike just kept saying, respect, walk. And it was like, started pretending <laughs> like we were cooking a walk. And then I think there's another one we started singing about Ken Holmes. I think we've got a bit of a, a theme going there. Yeah. Actually, speaking of our, our friend, Mike, um, Pete reminded me before recording that uh, Mike told us once that, you know, Respectable by Mel and Kim. Yeah, apparently yeah. and mike's gonna have to tell me tay, if he's listening tay, to this tay, if he got tay, this wrong tay. apparently he thought that it said take 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 yeah. leave us only please believe us we ain't ever gonna be inspector bob <laughs> you're not <laughs> ever gonna be a policeman called inspector bob, inspector bob. it's your life ambition to be called bob and to be an inspector as well i feel like the same towards me actually I used to purposely change that one to you ain't ever going to be Decepticons. That'd be brilliant if it was. So any 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 you got you guys got left? I've only got one left. No, I've got any left. No, I've depleted my sack. I used to read my lyrics. So the only one that's left is I can see clearly now Lorraine has gone. Yeah, I still love that. I was actually using <laughs> that as well. You can see Kelly now Lorraine has gone. Is it Lorraine Kelly? <laughs> oh, you don't want Lorraine Kelly to be gone. <laughs> okay, right. Well, that was a bit of a giggle. Um, after the break, we will be talking about dun, 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 the things that make us feel like miserable old gits. Get comfortable. It's going to be a long one. are doing the Stanley Screwdriver for $16.99 and Vinyura Vinyl Wall Coverings from $2.99. They're doing Crown Plus 2 Brilliant White Gloss for $2.99. Cupronol Timber Care, $5.95. And the Flymo Minimo Twin for $37.95. Every week, the do-it-all computer checks prices all over the country, so nobody does it better. If only we knew it, I'd do it all. Welcome back to the dial-up, dude. So our last topic for discussion today. Now, every time a new generation comes through, they get told by adults that when they get older, they'll understand. They'll understand why adults find things confusing or boring or just don't bother to learn about pop culture. And you always say, no, I won't be like that. I'll be different. I'll be cool. And then you realize, no, I won't. And that's where we are right now in our lives. So, <laughs> Dave, what makes you feel like an old git? Everything. <laughs> Every flipping thing. Um, I realise I feel like an old git when I have to sense check myself and well, not sense check myself, I, have to, I have to hold myself back from telling the rude joke. And I have to always go to the dad version of jokes now. I can't be rude um, in front of our son. I don't you know, the Irish man and English man, not Welshman, walks into the bar kind of jokes, are they? Pretty much so, but really, <laughs> we, we end up telling like really, really dry jokes. And that, you know, I, I, I realise my age when I start telling, you know, telling you know, really, really dry jokes. But also, 
the fact that my body hurts all the time now. <laughs> oh, the bloody so relatable. Time. Yeah, I, I absolutely and, understand that. And I didn't even abuse myself much as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I still had fun and stuff, but I, I can't get up without bed without like aching or like getting a few cracks and stuff. It's like I've just I'm just turned forty. I'm like, God, how long gonna be like when I'm sixty if I live that long? You'll be like a folding table, Dave. That's what it'd be like. Yeah, I, I know. I get grumpy seeing people, you know, young people looking happy. The happiness of youth, I feel grumpy that like everyone I see is actually younger than me now. People who you know, who were my role models used to be older than me, like you know footballers. Oh, this great footballer, I, one day I might be like him. But now these are people who are like you know twenty years younger than me. Dave, Dave, how does it feel when you talk about a footballer as being old, and then you realise that footballer who you've called old is actually younger than you are? Yeah, and and that's oh, it. That's true. And, and then it's scary when like and I'm not no offense to my friends or anything like that. But when I look at look at my, my, my peers and they've all got like you know a few wrinkles here or there, and I'm thinking, shit, I'm that I'm at age as well, you know. And I'm like, I think we would look quite young for our age of voice. Dave, you you look you've got beautiful skin. You're like you've been bathing in children's blood for like the last ten years. <laughs> he has. That is, that yeah. is my secret, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the, oh, okay, he hates he's slaughtered <laughs> bathing yeah. their blood. He lives he loves him into traps. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, do you know, Dave, I could absolutely relate. So I remember once I went on this course I did and there was full of young people and I was the oldest person there. And they there was a, a load of OAPs doing um, a workout. And I looked at all the um, young people. I went, I went, it looks like a scene from Cocoon. Like that. And they, they looked at me and they went, what's Cocoon? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's so true, Rob. When, when your pop references are out of date, that's when you feel old. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they they looked at me like, and I was, the other day I was like, we've got a bunch of young people up in work, and I started talking about. I think I don't know who it was. I think it might be New Jackman, and someone was like, "Who is you, Jackman?" And I was just like, "What?" <laughs> I just I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "You messing with me?" And they're like, "No, no." And I had to show him. Like, oh, I know him. I was like, "Do you?" What did, they know, what did they know him from? Like the Greatest <laughs> Showman or something? Yeah, exactly. What, what? I don't think they knew. I don't think they actually knew him at all. And I was just like, and I was, so I started telling these names that, uh, to do with films. Didn't know any of them, any of them, like some big actors as well. <laughs> I was just like blown away. Well, what I hate as well is that a lot, like, and maybe it's maybe it's me, maybe it's happened before. But a lot more portmanteaus going around. So how they smash words together all the time, and I feel like that's not a word. That's not a word. But you're just taking two different words and you smash them together. And you keep up. Like, no, not what Dave? Can you give me some uh, example? Oh, I can't even. Like, chillax. <laughs> like, like glamping. <laughs> Stuff like that. I just don't know. Or but it's but it's more it's more like people. It's more celebrities and couples. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, you, like, you, like, you like Brad, Brad Pitt and the... Jennifer Aniston got together. I was like, hey, oh, oh. Are you talking yeah. about people are, are more famous nowadays for just being, I suppose, reality stars and then actually having? I'm not, I'm not going to say t- talent because that could be quite hard because they might be talented at something. But instead of actually kind of. Doing it doesn't a bit seem more earned. Graphic. It doesn't seem earned. Yeah, earned, I suppose. Is that, yeah. is that great? Does that, does that, does that squeeze pressure on you, Dave? Does it grind my gears? Like, like uh, Pete By the way, every time Dave's getting angrier, he's turning into a little old man with a flat cap and um, a pipe. <laughs> I am. I need to I'm loving seeing this side of Dave because I always thought that I was one of the most negative people amongst us lot, but I'm just uh, sitting back listening to this rant and I'm loving it. You, you just, you just, you picked the right topic, mate. Oh. Dave, <laughs> Dave, he's, he's had a run with a bunch of kids outside <laughs> over a ciggy on the floor, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, actually, that's one, that's one thing that, that, that I've made me realise I'm really fucking old is um, littering really bothers me. Really, really oh, bothers me. Right, I'm like, right, why, why has that been left there? Why can't you just take that home? You've got a home, there's a bin in always, it, that's take it home. That's always bothered me, no littering, but yeah. it really bothers me now. I'll, I could attack someone if I'm honest. And I, I don't think it's think... part of being a homeowner though. It's like when you own a home, you're kind of invested in the neighborhood. Right. So then you're like, my, it's, it's not even about like house prices or anything like that. It's more like, this is my neighborhood. This is where I live. And you're throwing your rubbish on the floor where I live. Would you I'll like a HOA? i pick it up. <laughs> and you're, I think it's the environmentally conscious part of me as well because if I see it in the park, I'm like, why are you ruining like a habitat of like the rabbits and the birds and stuff? Yeah. All right, Swan P. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want an HOA gym in your area? 
A what, sorry? Like, like a homeowners association where like, you know, your whole little area. No, it's gym sort of rules. You have, have to watch. You have, you, have to cut, you have to cut your grass up one centimetre high, no, no longer. <laughs> Otherwise they find you. Jim comes around with a ruler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave, here's one that I bet you can relate to given that you hate young people. Um, don't you really hate it when young yeah. people talk down to you like they're the authority on something when they've been alive for five minutes? Um, you know what? I depends. I, I don't want to. I think age doesn't qualify you to be educated in anything. And oh no, I think not. it's important. No, and the older I get, doesn't mean I'm, I, I carry this forward. I'm, older I get, doesn't mean I earn, no, I, I'm owed more respect than someone who's half my age or someone who's twice my age. Just because I managed to stay alive a bit longer than someone else, it doesn't mean that you know I'm owed anymore. Oh yeah, I think if someone's got so so for instance, if there's like a, a twenty year old who's you know learning biochemistry in university and they tell me something about biochemistry i'm going to take their word for it when there's like life experience type stuff and people and they tr- sort of try and tell you you're wrong you're like fuck off mate you've been alive for five minutes yeah. don't try and give me don't try and give me therapy you're, you're like i've oh, seen yeah. the film abyss <laughs> you know what like what i'll say is to them he's like son remember this moment right and look back, remember this moment now you're a and then, like, <laughs> think, think of this moment in 20 years' time and remember this conversation that you're a <laughs> you don't know nothing. And then I'll be like, remember that time 20 years ago? Yeah, it was right. I know nothing about nothing. But no, honestly, like, you know, people, like I said, all kids think they know everything when they're young. And, you know, what you know now, Jim, is going to be like you know, half of what you know in 20 years' time or 30 years' time. No, it'll be twice as much, so I'm probably going to forget half of what I know now. <laughs> <laughs> We're all have dementia. We'd be still doing this. We'd be talking about the same subjects over and over again. We'll be recording, <laughs> this, po- we'll be recording this podcast in an old people's home together. We've got yeah. 20 followers now, boys. <laughs> On a system which is like 30 years out of date. <laughs> podcasts won't exist. It'll be like holo- holographic podcasts. <laughs> we won't be, know how to work it. Yeah, us just feed each other like food. <laughs> Holograms. <laughs> What do you have like um, do you have like a bit of a not a fear but do you sometimes worry about falling behind because i, I have this yeah, remember, oh, this yeah. memory of being a, a kid and you know sort of being sent around to the neighbor's house to set up the the clock on their videos so they can recall stuff on video plus and thinking like why is it so hard it's, like, it's just setting a clock i don't want to be the equivalent of that in the future where i don't know what to do hands down but you know but the what? thing is though it, it could it's sorry dave it could be sometimes people accidentally get pushed out of it though don't they because you know they're too busy with their life and they get on with things and then you know there's certain things happen in certain workplaces and you never get to experience that and then you're just behind i you think know? as well though like you know i think for me and rob at this moment in time you know we have children so hopefully that us having children will keep us, you know, informed of what's happening. So you're saying I'm know, Dan. You're fucked. <laughs> no, well, well, not really. You're cats. No, you're cats. <laughs> you're cats alone. Come on, kids, you show me how to code. You know what I mean, though? Because, you know, hope, you know if, if all goes to plan, well, all goes to plan, but, you know, if Dexter has kids, you know, and we have a good relationship, um, they'll keep us informed, keep us young. Because I'm looking at, like, my relationship, you know, uh, and my wife's relationship with her mum, and, you know, um, of getting her into like modern technology and like you know, tablets and stuff like that, and like she, she can't understand the comprehend the, the fact that you no, know, she might not have a, this this physical Kindle, this you know this physical thing, but it doesn't matter because that information isn't you know essentially stored in that. It's in the cloud kind of thing. The concept, yeah, I mean, like, like yeah. centralized storage it's like, and it's, stuff. It's yeah. like the IT crowd when he goes, he goes, what's that little box? He goes, that's the actual internet. <laughs> and, 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 they're, and they're like, what? <laughs> And that's, and that's what it's like, but you know, with you know, with with children, grandchildren, hopefully, you know, they'll keep us informed and up to date with that. So I'm not like a crazy old man. He's like, this is But Dave, don't you think you have to keep your mind open as well? Because a lot of people, a lot of people become closed off as well. One great thing about my granddad is that he's always kind of not with everything with technology computers he's always kept up to date with them so he's got ipads he's not you know he's not too well now so he's very unwell but um, he um but he's still got his ipad and he can still use it and he still emails he calls himself the silver surfer yeah. <laughs> pete's nan called herself a silver yeah. surfer she had he a, thinks, an ipad he thinks, it, he thinks it's funny but i said everyone every old person's old person calls himself the silver surfer. yeah like yeah i see, I see what you mean and I, and, I, and I do i know part of me do wish i does wish that 
you know, I do stay informed and you know, keep on, but I guess at some point in your life, you know, I can't be bothered, you know what I mean? Because I'm happy wherever I am at the moment. As yeah. long as there's no big, like, technological advance where, you know, really renders like, my lifestyle obsolete, you know, I can just get on with life and not have to chase, like, you know, the next big like, social media platform or, or whatever. But it might be right. too technical for us. It might, there might be like this evolution in technology where it might just become too complex for us. And it I might think take it goes the other, other way though, Rob. I, I think it goes well. the other way because it's got, everything's become so more gamified. intuitive. Like I mean, the fact I mean, that you can stuff. use your, your fingerprint for stuff and you can use, you know, you'll be able to use implants and all sorts of stuff. Contactless yeah. technology. I think it's going to become easier. Easier to get scammed yeah. as well though. Oh yeah, hands down. I told you, I'm going to get scammed by the Nigerian guy when I fall in love with him. <laughs> Just, every time you say that, David, it reminds me of this man who at uh, work, he's an older chap who started dating this woman and, she, and he's, uh, every time he's got met a lady online, by the way, it's four, they've all trying to scam him with money, all of them. Um, so, so what else uh, is, 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 in, is in your locker of hate, Dave? What else makes you feel grumpy? Um, like how loud people are. How loud? <laughs> and and the fact that, you know, I go out to bars and everyone, if, if it's all, all children, you know? I want to find more places where adults can just convene and just have a nice... You were one of those loud children once. Can, can I can I say something about bars? Do you remember growing up in bars? Don't get me wrong, I still I think. Oh, no, 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 no. I know your parents drank a lot, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bar in a house, but we're quite, we're quite, you know, you know, bars could be quite aggressive at points. But I remember, like, when we were growing up, there was times like you could just make a friend with someone who was like, you know, bumping to you, like, yeah, yeah, and no, that's. But nowadays, every time I see something like that, it just turns into a fight, and that's why I can't go. Like, I mean, last time, two times I've been in London. And I've been at a bar, and a person's actually bumped into one. It's turned into a brawl. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, it's why can't people say faces. sorry and crack on with it? I, I wasn't there. I was at the back watching it, but I, I was throwing money over who was winner win. But, but I just, I just think it's strange why people just can't go. Ah, oh, yeah, but they're around each other. I'm not saying it doesn't happen all the time, but it just seems like it's a, a thing of the past a little bit more than it used to. I'm, I'm in a lot of friends for bumping into people. Well, that's, <laughs> that's one thing that makes me feel grumpy. Actually, just seeing. Uh, how the world seems to just be a little bit aggressive know, it's a, yeah it's a little bit aggressive and i think as well you know when i don't know what kids learn at school now but when we were there and you know, we were learning about history it was all about the second world war and the, the rise of fascism and it's kind of that thing where you're like oh yeah we're being taught this so it never happens again but yeah. it feels like it's happening and it's like how are we lo- you know these lessons being missed and it's like you see young people being super right wing online you're like yeah where have these people come from where have they where have they learned this i don't think think human nature ever changes you know we can try and condition people but i think yeah pretty much like you know like years ago we were were, people full said how great the british empire were besides without talking about the dark side of it or certain you know certain aspects slavery you know the colonies (laughs) and yeah. All this sort of stuff that went on behind it. It was always pumped information about how great people were, and you know, how victorious. Were. And so, like, people can be shits. And you know, if you're kind, you're kind. If you're not, you're not. Do you, do you, want, do you want to know my honest, my honest opinion? Right, what really makes me grumpy? What really makes me grumpy is how fucking thick people are. Like all the information is out there, yet people choose to believe the kind of you know, you know horrible fascist shit or like anti-science yeah. shit or the fact that we've known since I, I found this thing in the in the loft um it was a screen grab from a, a cfax article that i wrote in when i was 12 about the melting ice caps and, and climate change though we didn't call it climate change then did we i think we just called it global warming or whatever it it was like, that was when i was 12 <laughs> so it was like 28 years ago and you know we're only now uh, uh, some governments taking it seriously and still others aren't and still a lot of people aren't you like do you know what we're thick as a species we are fucking thick so we've got all the information yeah, in the world in a device in our pocket we can access all of the human history and all of the collective learnings of our entire culture and instead we look at pictures of cats and it's, you know promote promote about, anti-science like, i think it's hard though like i think people are so stretched with time these days into like personal time like people don't have well, we need to make to, time to, to campaign you know you, you work you're tired you got family you get you your mind's kept busy so you that's what i mean do Dave. you shouldn't like have to campaign no, no one should have to campaign because yeah often... yeah but you can't campaign because you can't even go and strike anymore really because of the, the changes and stuff it's a law and but, you, you know you'll be careful losing your money <laughs> but, and and 
And, and also, like, and that's, I think that's the bottom line to it, really. Like, money dictates. If the big companies wanted to make a difference, they could do. But, well, you know, it, is, it, is it in their interest to rock the boat when they're getting all the money? Or... Well, there's, there's been loads of things invented, like loads of things. Like, look, you look at Sweden. They, they've got no landfills anymore because they've invented that kind of square compact machine thing that disposes of all their waste. And but we, other countries won't do it because it costs too much. And then, so, so America now pay Sweden to destroy their landfill rubbish. It's madness for me. It's just it's madness. Been said time and again, there's no value in being the richest man in the graveyard. You can't take it with you. No, no absolutely. That, not. I think wealth is, I think, is just. Pointless. I'm gonna fucking try though. <laughs> you'd be like the KLF, taking it into the taking it into the crematorium. You're gonna stuff me. You're gonna stuff me like a birthday card from the from the eighties. Pan coins all inside me. It's, always, it's, it's weird though because though. Now, any other hold it in any other sense of the word, if you think, they think you're a nutter, you know, yeah, you hold anything, you think you're a nutter, but if it's money, it's fine. <laughs> That's well, because he's got value. <laughs> no, but, um, but how much do you need? I mean, yeah, like, Bill Gates, Bill, like Bill Gates got divorced, like, you know, oh no, he's gonna lose half his multi billions. I mean, like, how much does he need? I know, yeah, it, he's never gonna all... spend it and he can't take it with him. What do you think he'll yeah. spend it on? Coke and, coke, coke and hookers. I knew Dave's gonna say. That. <laughs> I'm gonna say it every five minutes. What, what did he say? Only fans. fans. <laughs> That's what so, I hate. I hate only fans. I hate. I hate. Do you know what? I, I hate. One thing I hate is like what a lot of music. Harry Potter. Like you think about songs we used to have, right? I know. I'm not saying all modern music is bad because there's some wicked bands out there. There's some wicked music. But if you listen to bands like we used to have when we were young, like Queen. And how complex and the lyrics were so incredible. And then you listen to some music and you think, and this is number one. So I'm not, I'm not having that though, because like, no, music's been rubbed. Like, no, it's, you get good and bad music throughout history. Well, and... can, you, can you name a really good song that's been number one in the last five years? I don't listen to pop music. But, but... it's not always pop music though, is it? Because you've got like, other rock bands in there as well. Because oh, no. But, but again, I listen to like, no, I listen to like modern day, <laughs> like modern day hip hop, listen to modern day punk. Yeah, and, and yeah. there is good, there is good music out there. It's just a case of what's being fed to us. But then you got like eighties music as well, which you hadn't heard lots of crap about. Oh, there's it's tons of crap music about. Can I just say it's one thing that does make me feel really old is that you know people talk about. Like, I'm gonna any any of my fellow gays who hear this will probably be outraged, but you know people talk about. I know Cardi B. I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. I couldn't tell you a single lyric. Of it. I've no idea. Cardi who? B. It's a drink. Cardi B. What? Yeah. Because he's freezer. No, yeah. a pop the pop scene. Or I don't even know. She pop though probably rap or something. I don't know. I don't know. Are you saying sorry? Are you saying are you saying Carly B or Bacardi B? No, Cardi B. <laughs> oh, I think, I think she's like um some sort of like a Nicki Minaj, uh, Mirage, Nicki Minaj kind of. Well, that are shaking. You know? That's not that bad in slow motion, is it? <laughs> See, this, this is what I'm talking about. This is what makes me feel old. Dave, shake it, Dave. But, but Dave, going back to what you said a minute ago. Uh, hating only fans actually it's one thing i do hate i hate the fact that everyone thinks they can just whop their out have a in their filthy bedroom where they haven't even like tidied up the stuff all over the floor dirty old neck curtains in the background terrible lighting and they think that they're a sex worker fuck off mate actual you know people what? in porn put effort into it they actually yeah. like make it into an industry your lazy is not worth someone's five pound a month i'd say i'd have been rich if I, when i was younger then <laughs> Back to the lessons for the, the younger generations. Don't put your lazy on the internet. Don't put your lazy way. Or faps. Do you know what? I always feel really disappointed. Like when someone follows me nowadays, or like on Instagram or something like that. I go, oh look, someone's following me because I post it. And I just go, oh, they've got OnlyFans. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I just people do. I know people choose their own lives, but I think it's very short sighted to have that sort of stuff, just because it will come back to haunt you and. Like, you know, be a sex worker, but... I just can't get over the lazy <laughs> now. <laughs> right, so I think lazy we could go on this subject. We could go on this subject forever. But look, let's we've go, let's talked about... Let's carry on. Let's go and do it. Learning, learning lessons from history, which what? nicely leads us on to our game, which we'll be playing after the break. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, riding through the glen. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, with his band of men. Feared by the bad, loved by the good, Robin Hood. 
Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Robin Hood could be in a fix. Robin Hood, Robin Hood spies the Weetabix. Does he retreat back to Sherwood? Cause he should, cause he should, cause he should. Have you had your Weetabix? Okay, boys, last episode. So, little creative challenge for you. Yeah. We talked in the last section about learning from history. Now, the Philly Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire, tells us a lot about the 20th century history of, in, the, in the West in particular. But, you know, there's quite a, quite a lot of coverage in there. I asked you both to come up with three verses to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire, but with very different subject matter. So, are you ready? to yeah. sing me your songs no yeah. i'm against this <laughs> i'm very upset <laughs> i'm angry <laughs> i'm miserable david yeah. the floor is yours okay one second mate just as a reminder dave was given the subject quantum leap theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime dr sam beckett stepped into the quantum leap accelerator and woke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own, and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time, who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. Number no, one, Johnny Day. Which one of these will I say? Endless possibilities, I really do not know. We'll be back in the funny team. Defeated the saves on you. Stepped into the time machine, and fans began to glow. Nobody can stop me now. Inside knowledge, my boy out. Making my boy once and run. This is why I wrote this song. Time I never got the problem. Always here to face the music from the wisdom. Time I never got the problem. And from time he knows, I'm gonna make it better. I'm here, you go watch your movies. Fifteen hours of work down south. Paper pencils, move through time. Million and a good pal of mine. They ask him, will you buzz up? I guess it's my time to go. Then he asked me, do I know this gentleman they can't go? What the heck, I am black, I was not expecting that. 50 rednecks from the camp, was this hell or diagonal? Feeling edgy, place is black, it says no needles where I'm sad. Hope these guys got me some slack, but where were the white women at? Time that I got the problem, but it's here to fix the amazing yep i've just waved my white flag in the air <laughs> it just that was incredible i can't believe you pre-recorded it <laughs> it's just too incredible i just can't believe he's wrote a whole fucking song i'm yeah i'm 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 very impressed impressed i, 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 I had a nice saturday they can do it all <laughs> Where'd he go? Dave, where's Rob gone? What the? His song couldn't have been that bad. That was so weird. That was really weird. Okay. Um, Well, hopefully he'll be back before the end of the show. Um, I guess we'll probably have to listen to his song next season. Yeah, intimidation, mate. 
yeah, clearly the production values were too high. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was nice actually. Nice little sing along at the end of the season. Yeah, brilliant. Well done, well done. Well done Really Mark. good work. <laughs> and Rob, that's a great effort. So, a bit of housekeeping before we wrap up for the season. So, we're going to take a couple of weeks off. We're going to come back to you with a newer format. We're not completely changing things, but we're just going to tweak things around the edges a little bit. But as always, you'll be able to find us uh, on the socials on at the Dial Up Dudes or the Dial Up Dudes at gmail.com or I think we've got a page on Facebook. Um, please feel to reach out with subjects that you would like us to cover. But. Uh... Oh, Rob, you're back. Where have you been? Don't worry. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, that was that I'm was angry. a cheap trick. <laughs> anyway, glad you're back for the finish. Rob, you first. You got any end of end of season reflections on our first ever podcast? I actually really, really enjoyed it. I kind of I've really looked forward to doing it. And it's even when it's come, it's been a hard week, and you kind of come home, and you think, oh no, you know, I've got to do this tonight. It always kind of subsides the week away, and it joys. I just like reminiscing about things we just talked about. And it always just ends with a very, very funny time, just like that moment we just had just now. I don't think I'll ever forget that. <laughs> Me neither. Dave, how, how are you feeling about uh, our first ever podcast? You know, it's been lovely. Uh, not just the podcast. It's like, you know, hanging out with you guys, just seeing you as, as often as we do. It, it's nice. It's long overdue. And um, it's, it's, like a, it's like a bonding experience. We'll do a live one one day as well. That'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, like, do it in our house, yeah? Or, yeah. Uh, we actually hiring like, some sort of like hall. Some church, some church hall. We do live show. Like, his old geezer turns up because he's free biscuits. Yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it at a church. Turn me up doing a charity talk, and we just do a podcast instead. <laughs> we'll have to tone, tone the tone the language down. But I, I, I echo what you say, Dave. I think it's been really nice just to like chat to you guys. Like it's been really cool seeing people from like all over the UK, but also America, Japan, Hong Kong, and Australia listening, which is just crazy. But it's so yeah. nice just to see you guys, and when we catch up. You know, it's often talking about um, our lives, which I'm not saying our lives are boring, but, you know, it's, there's only so much you can say about, you know, oh, I've been at work all week or whatever. But giving each other these silly little subjects to talk about has been real good fun. Really uh, enjoyed it. My, my One yeah. of my highlights was definitely the Pretty Woman 2 thing. That was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I actually, I, people in my work who've listened to the podcast still talk about it. They still uh-huh. think it's really funny. I don't know why. They, it seems to have tickled people. I don't know why. Well, uh, so what? Uh, looking back, what were your favourite moments, Jim, from the podcast last um, episodes? Um, my favourite moment. Mm. Oh, it's hard to say. It's just all been. I just love the the. I've loved the experience of chatting to you guys. I've loved the experience of learning how to do this. I think the quality of them has probably like gradually improved throughout. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I like I like I like the game you did as well, Jim. With um, was it the um. Was it the wood, the paint, and the um, oh, the drag queen the, and the paint? Yeah, colors. yeah. I just thought that was really funny. And I think what's funny sometimes is you, you, you all talk and you all say their little comments, but when you listen back, you can see hear someone crack a little joke in the background, and it just really <laughs> makes me laugh sometimes. Yeah, I mean definitely because you know, sometimes you don't really catch stuff in the real time yeah. as you do when you listen back, like you said, Rob. And yeah, it's like oh yeah, that's pretty funny actually. I hear it quite a lot with you, Rob. <laughs> little quips. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not very good at, I suppose, writing kind of funny things, but I'm, I'm good at reacting to funny things. Does that make sense? I'm a good reaction. I'm a reacting person, I suppose. You're a little chain reaction. Yeah. I'm not going to So, um, any, any closing comments before we wrap up officially? Yeah. Thank you. For, thank you very much for anyone who's listened. And please um, come again next season. We're going to have a lot more content, a bit more structure, and I think a, just a bit of a punchier outlook, I think. And we're going to be less miserable. <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm not going to mention only fans in season two, or square hams, or. Well, Dave, I actually, I actually thought we were going to start. Me. I thought we were going to start a joint only fans that people could actually log into. Only, only, only hams. Only hams. <laughs> only hams. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, look, guys, if you're able to, um, and you, you know, you're willing to, if you can follow us um, on whichever your podcast app is. Um, if you could rate the podcast and if you'd be very so kind as to, to leave um, 
Uh, nice a message. Message really, us. Talk really to us. Helps us. Yeah, send us messages. Send us. Send us we, we're fun to talk to. We like. We love it. If you want to send say something insane to us, I guarantee you, we'll we'll take it on board. <laughs> and one last time, Rob, where can we find you on the socials? Me personally, or us as a group? You personally? Oh, I'm I'm ex zombish. Ex zombish ex. Ex zombish ex on Twitter. Yes. And um, and Dave. Well, you know what? I'm going to tease you. I think next season I, will, I might actually give my contact details away. But if you want to get in touch with us at um, you know, the Dial-Up Dudes, you can do it at thedialupdudes at gmail.com or you can go to our Twitter at thedialupdudes. Okay. And you can find me uh, at Beef and Teeth. So I think there's only one way to end this season. Pretty woman walking down the street, open up a store square meets. Richie Gear on the devil's news.